Hey y'all, you're listening to the Faith Church Sermon Podcast. We are so excited that you're connecting with us today. It is our desire for you to grow as a result of the resources we provide here. We pray that this blesses you today as you seek to know Him more. Howdy, Faith Church, and welcome to Vision Sunday 2023. I know it's a little different of a Sunday, but it's kind of cool. You might be wondering, what the heck is Vision Sunday? I promise you it's not going to get weird. It's not like some hallucinogenic or any weird mushroom trip. Vision Sunday is, where is God leading Faith Church in the days ahead? This is the question we're asking today, kind of leaning in together. Where is God leading Faith Church in the days ahead? Now, before I answer that question, you might be thinking, well, where the heck have you been over the last number of weeks. Great question. And why aren't you here right now? Because if you didn't know, I'm actually not here physically present on campus with you this week. I'm coming to you through video. And here's why. Everybody needs a vacation. And so I've taken a vacation. I know, I know. You're like, how can a pastor who doesn't even work just one day a week, how do you need a vacation? We all need a chance to rest and revitalize and spend time with family. I've got a bunch of sons and I've had the opportunity to kind of hang out with them and engage with them. That's what I've been doing. Actually, that's why I'm not here right now. My oldest son's baseball team made it to the NCAA regional baseball finals. So I am in Alabama right now watching my son. And this is a subtle reminder maybe to you. You know, it's so easy to think that work is super important. And work is important. But you are not your work. Work keeps going. Life at work continues to go, and actually, you're replaceable at work, but you're not replaceable in your family. Your health, your rest, your revitalization, your recharge, your relationships with aunts and uncles, grandparents and nieces and nephews, kids and spouses, these are really important things. So take this as a subtle reminder to you that maybe this summer you should take a break. Maybe it's time for you to take a vacation because you're not that important except to the people that matter most your family. Hey, before we get into this Vision Sunday thing, I just want to thank a few people. You know, we have a lot of staff members that make Faith Church happen every week and a lot of volunteers. I am so thankful for our church staff and our preschool staff. So thankful for the elders and the deacons, the small group leaders, the care group leaders, for the kids that are helping in all different kinds of ways, and the adults that are serving in all kinds of ways. This family is incredible. It's a big family where we love and serve one another, the old serving the young and the young serving the old, doing it all together. So thanks to the parking lot attendants and the people that brewed the cup of coffee you're drinking right now. We're so grateful for each person that makes Faith Church happen. One person I want to particularly thank today is Jack Wilson. Jack's been on our staff for more years than I can count. And he's one of those people that you'll never see his face. You'll probably never know his name. He's behind the scenes, but his fingerprints are on everything. And Jack's retiring this summer. When I was about 34, 35, Jack jumped into the co-pilot seat with me and taught this young buck how to lead in a lot of different ways. He's been an incredible partner and mentor to me, and I want to thank Jack, because in a world where people don't finish well, Jack has finished well. God bless you, Jack and Sally, as you head into retirement. And super thankful for all the ways many of you have been generous. You're giving sacrificially in all different kinds of ways, gives more people access 
to Jesus. So thanks for your generosity. We have this incredible family. We're able to do what we do because of each person and every dollar you give. Thank you so much. And I'm excited to lean into Titus, teaching Titus in the next week with you again. So can't wait to be back with you. Thanks for being gracious and patient. Now let's get back to this question, Vision Sunday. Where is God leading Faith Church in the days ahead? And to answer that question, I want to point you to the Bible passage, John chapter 10, verse 7 through 16. Open up your Bibles and go to John chapter 10, verse 7, 16 to, with me. And, and here's what I, you'll notice real quick about this. It's really not a passage about a church. It's really a passage about individuals. It's really about you and me. And here's the question I kind of want to pose to you that's going to surface out of John chapter 10 is what's the vision you have for yourself in this next year? In the next year, where are you going to be? In the next years ahead, what's the vision God has put on your heart for your life in the days ahead? And as I've personally wrestled with that question over the last number of months, this passage continues to come to mind for me as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a leader, as a member of our community. Maybe this passage will help all of us see a vision, a greater vision of what God wants to do in this world because here's the spoiler alert like God has abundance for us this week this month this year with everything that's going on that's crazy in our world God has abundant life for you and me if we would learn to lean in and follow his voice so John chapter 10 verse 7 through 16 Jesus is speaking at the end of his life it's towards the end of his ministry and he says these things John chapter 10 he says very truly I tell you I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. Jesus says, I am the gate. And this this passage has echoes of Psalm 23. You know that Psalm? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me to greener pastures, that Jesus is this gate for you and me to find eternal life, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to God the Father except through Jesus Christ. He is the way. And and you'll notice in this passage, he talks about there's people that have come before me, there's thieves and there's robbers. The sheep don't listen to them. There's all kinds of voices vying for your attention, all kinds of voices of people, politicians and influencers, all kinds of voices saying, come, follow me, follow me, follow me. But Jesus says, but sheep don't listen to them. They listen to the shepherd who says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me. Jesus is inviting us to see that he is the gate, and when we enter into life with him, that's when we're saved and we discover peace and pasture. He continues in this passage. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus gives this distinction. He says, there's all kinds of voices that you could follow in this world. All kinds of people saying, come follow me. Politicians and influencers, all kinds of advertisements coming at you. Words coming at you and me all the time. And he names one of them. He says, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. We see this in our world today, right now. Think of all the different ways people are stealing. Stealing money, stealing power stealing hope, stealing innocence. Think of all the killing, the death, 
that's happening worldwide, the destruction, the chaos, the deception that's taking place. Jesus is saying, in our lives and in this world, there's all kinds of voices. There's one specific one, and when the Bible names this one, he's talking about Satan, gives the name to this one thief, Satan, that there's this real thief, Satan, who's trying to steal and to kill and to destroy, but you'll notice the difference. It's like, I've come to give you life and life to the full. So there's two options for you and for me and all the voices that we hear. If we're listening to voices that are stealing and killing and destroying, that's not God. Don't blame it on God. Don't listen to it. Don't follow it. There's one voice that will bring you to life. Life abundantly. I know this sounds so basic, but there's only really two sets of voices to listen to. We have God or Satan. I know it sounds archaic, but honestly, the voice of death and stealing and destruction is the voice of Satan. The voice of life and abundance and fullness and peace and prosperity and pasture is God. And we have to choose. Faith Church, you're a son, you're a daughter of Almighty God. What voice are you listening to? If you find yourself listening to death and destruction and stealing, you're not listening to the voice of your good shepherd. Jesus says in the next verse, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Son or daughter of Almighty God, there are voices that are vying for you that care nothing about you. They want to steal and kill and destroy. They will take anything you give them. They will steal and take from you all day long. There is only one good shepherd. His name is Jesus The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff shall comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's the voice of your good shepherd. He continues on and says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Look at this invitation. Stop here for a moment and look at this. The Father knows me and I know the Father. The intimacy of God, Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, he's inviting us into that and he says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Jesus knows you like he knows God the Father. And God the Father knows him. There's this deep intimacy. The question is, he says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Do you know him? You say you're his sheep. Do you know him? I mean, this is the vision of Faith Church. Do you know the voice of your shepherd? Do you know Jesus? Not just come to church, not just go through religious motions. Do you know him like he knows you? He knows you and he loves you and he's for you. It doesn't matter what you do or what you say. He's with you always until the very end of the age. But do you know him? And here's the vision. John 10, 4, earlier in this passage, he makes this statement. His sheep follow him because they know his voice. Do you know him? Do you know his voice? 
I mean, this is the question I'm asking myself as a man. Do I? Because there's all these other voices, all these other distractions, all these influencers, all these advertisements, all these promises, all these politicians. Do I know the voice of my shepherd? Because he's the only one that's going to lead me into green pastures. Everyone else is going to take from you except for Jesus. Do I know him? Do you know him and know his voice? Because here's the warning. This world is really difficult 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9 says, be alert. He's talking to sons and daughters. Be alert and sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him standing firm in the faith. There's an enemy that's going on like a roaring lion looking to devour you. Do you just follow? Or do you know the voice of your shepherd? See, here's what this looks like practically. So all these voices... There's all these people in our world. There's all this deception. There's all this chaos that's happening. There's people outside me and there's feelings inside me and everything's chaotic and messy. Do you know the voice of your creator or are you just going to get devoured by the evil one? Because here's what it looks like in the day-to-day. It looks like you're struggling to make it through the end of a day or a work week and all you can think about is if I could just get to the end of today or get to the end of the work week, I can just throw back a couple beers or I could just drink a glass of wine or two or three every night. And the voice of the evil one says, yes, numb what you feel. Just get to the end, pound some beer, drink some wine, numb out. And your good shepherd says, I'm the only one that will satisfy you. I have abundant life for you. Come to me. You all have sexual appetites. And there's people right now that are following their sexual appetites and listening to the voice of their sexual appetite, thinking if I just have more sex, I'll be satisfied wondering about their sexual orientation, and you have a thief that's going to lie and to kill and destroy you, or you have a good shepherd that's gonna lead you to peace and abundant life. You have people struggling today, right now, you and me struggling with our identities in all different kinds of ways. Who am I on the inside? Where am I going? What do I wanna do when I grow up? There are people right now struggling with gender orientation and wondering where they are gender-wise. You could listen to the voice of a thief who lies and kills and destroys, or you could listen to the voice of your good shepherd who promises to lead you to greener pastures. You have kids in your life or family members, and you're so anxious or so worried about what's going to happen to them. So you try to control them. You try to lock down. You track them on your phone. You do all kinds of things to manipulate their lives, thinking you have control. And your thief, the enemy who's prowling around like a roaring lion, is looking at you and saying, yeah, do that. Try to control that. Manipulate them, and you'll win. And that's a lie. Your good shepherd is saying, trust me with the ones you love the most and I will provide and protect them. There's all these ways voices are coming our way and we have the choice. Are we going to resist the devil, stand firm in our faith, or are we just gonna get pushed back and forth by all kinds of voices vying for our attention? Do you know the voice of your creator? Are you listening and following his voice. This is the vision I have for myself. I want to be someone who knows the voice of Jesus. I want to be a part of a church family where we as a family know the voice of Jesus and follow the voice of Jesus no matter what the cost or consequence is. Jesus finishes up this passage in John chapter 10 verse 16 and he says, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. Now here's some vision for you. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also They too will listen to my voice and there will be one flock 
and one shepherd. I mean, here's a little bit of little bit of vision for you. Jesus says this, he's talking to Jewish believers and Jewish believers kind of were arrogant and they thought they were self-focused and they thought they were better than everyone. And Jesus says to them, listen, I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen. And guess what? Most of us today in this church, we're not Jewish. We're non-Jewish people. He's talking about us. There are other sheep that are not of the Jewish sheep pen. They must also come in because it's so easy when we follow the voice of the good shepherd to know that he's providing and protecting for us, but we don't care about the others that are not a part of the sheep pen yet. He wants to make one flock under one shepherd. And so as we have a vision and a heart for him and we listen to his voice and we obey his voice, we start to care about those who have not yet had access to Jesus. They're a part of this family too and we want to share his voice with other people. This is what it looks like because here's the deal. I know this is so simple. This is not profound, but where you go, Faith Church goes. I know you came here for Vision Sunday just to hear that. Where your spiritual life goes, where my spiritual life goes, that's where Faith Church's spiritual life. You see, the church, this isn't about this building. It's not about the ministry or budgets or elders or votes at all. It's about you and me, sons and daughters of the living God, who make up the church, the gathering of Jesus, the people of Jesus' people in this community. And wherever you are spiritually, Faith Church is spiritually. Where are you spiritually? Because that's where faith church is spiritually. Collectively, where are you going? Are you leaning into listening to the voice of your creator? Or are you following all kinds of politicians and influencers, all kinds of deception, advertisements? Is that what you're vying for? Or are you listening to the voice? Because if you're not listening to the voice of your creator, well, then we're not listening to the voice of our creator. But when we listen to the voice individually, then as a church, that's where we're gonna go. I wanna be a part of a church family that knows the voice of God, follows the voice of God, and gets led into greener pastures. This summer, we're actually gonna talk about this more. What does it look like to live in abundance? Because it's so easy for us to forget that we're sons and daughters of the Most High God, and he wants to give us abundant life. So this summer, can't wait to teach through all this abundant life, because where you go in abundance, faith church goes in abundance. This isn't prosperity. This is about knowing the voice of God, obeying the voice of God, and follow the voice of God. Faith church, if I had a vision for us individually, and collectively it's this resist the devil and he will flee come near to God and he will come near to you may we be people who who know the voice of God and follow the voice of God may we be those people faith church you know, earlier this year, I had a chance to meet a young woman named Hannah. Hannah's about to graduate from high school, and she was spending a month-long visit in Asia as she was exploring what it would look like for her to do missions or to do ministry. Now, Hannah's mom is a woman named Maya. Maya's from the Buryat people group in Siberia, Russia. When Maya was around Hannah's age, so around the age of 18, she met a couple named Greg and Julianne. Greg and Julianne are ministry partners here at Faith Church, and they were in Russia because they were following the voice of God. They wanted to give others more access to Jesus. They wanted others to come to know Jesus. Now, before Maya met Greg and Julianne, Greg and Julianne had a son, and this son faced some really serious medical, scary situations. 
so much so that they, they left Russia so that he could get the help that he needed. During this time, the people around Greg and Julianne started to ask them what they were gonna do next. They started to say to them, maybe, maybe you shouldn't return to Russia. Some of those close to them said this question, is it worth it? Given everything that's going on, is it worth it to go back to Russia? And for Greg and Julianne, that answer was yes. Yes, it is worth it to face our fears and our concerns and our worries. It is worth it to go back to Russia if one more person would come to know Jesus. And that next person who came to know Jesus was Maya. She put all of her hope and trust in Jesus for this life and the life to come because Greg and Julianne, they knew the voice of God. They listened to the voice of God. And because they did, now today, Maya and Hannah know the voice of God and listen to that voice. If you were around Faith Church in 2020, then, then you might remember that February 23rd, that weekend, we launched a series called Kingdom Movement. Kingdom Movement was our revealing of the audacious work that we sensed God was calling Faith Church toward in order to give more people access to Jesus. We want more people to know Jesus. These efforts included moving from online presence to online ministry. Audacious efforts to start another church here in the Lehigh Valley, to reach an unreached language group, to help families who are in foster and adoption, and to open a counseling center. Now, I'm sure we all remember that in 2020, something happened that disrupted our world, our everyday lives. COVID happened, and that sent us online only for church for, for months to come. But fast forward a few months, not all of those months, but a few months from the time that we kicked off that series, and it was Vision Sunday, Vision Sunday 2020. Pastor Joe shared a passage with us from Proverbs 19.21, and it says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Pastor Joe, he went on to challenge us that weekend. He asked us, are we holding tight to our plans? Or are we holding tight to God? Are we holding tight to our plans? Or are we holding tight to God? Now, holding tight to God does not mean that we don't make plans. So all of you who like to just go with the flow, that's not what he's saying here. It doesn't mean that we don't make plans, but it means that in our making of our plans, that we're leaving room for the but God moments. We're leaving room trusting that God, he's faithfully and intimately involved in our lives, that his ways are higher than our ways and that his timing is, is not always our timing. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but the Lord's purpose prevails, but God. But God moments often reveal to us 
the very nature of the heart of God. They remind us that God's bigger than our circumstances, that he loves us, and that he is involved in in our everyday lives. So from our limited perspective in 2020, we never finished Kingdom Movement. Yet today, I'm excited to share what's been happening in these areas and where we're heading into the future. So moving from online presence to online ministry, every Sunday, each Sunday, over 700 people join us for church online. Good morning. It's good to see you. And then throughout the week, another another 500 engage with, with our worship services online. And so what this led us to was last year we decided that we would add a new staff position. We added the position of online director because we wanted someone to wake up every day thinking about how do we intentionally shepherd and discipleship this online community. And so Tim Azevedo was on our team at that time and he moved from another role into this role. And over the last eight months, he's been working on that plan. And over the next year, we're going to start to implement that plan, and it includes some intentional, proactive ways of of leveraging the tools that we have to help people connect with God and to connect with each other. We believe that God has given us the task of starting another church here in the Lehigh Valley. In the parable of the wandering sheep, Jesus says, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders off, will he not leave the 99 on the hillside to go after the one? And if he finds that one, will he not be happier about that? He will be happier about that than the 99 who did not wander off. Faith Church, the danger in being part of the 99 is that we forget about the one. We forget about the one, and there are ones all around us. They're my neighbors, they're they're your neighbors, there are ones all around us, and that's not okay with us. So Faith Church is committed this summer to continue our search for a campus director and, and a location in the Lehigh Valley to start another church. We're also exploring the opportunity to start a Spanish-speaking service. With the growing population of Spanish speakers in our area, we're exploring this opportunity as well. There are currently today, today, 3,000 people groups in our world who do not have a Bible in their language, who cannot open up scripture when life gets chaotic and find truth that will ground them. 3,000 people groups. And so for the next 15 to 20 years, Faith Church is committed, committed to reaching an unreached language group in the Southeast Asia area. Maybe you remember just a couple of weeks ago, we commissioned Savannah. And she's our first person from Faith Church in that particular area. I actually had a chance to talk to her on the phone um, maybe a week and a half ago. And for 60 minutes, Savannah gushed about the abundant faithfulness of God. In the coming weeks, you're going to hear about the next family that is heading there later this year, and we are just set on helping others come to know Jesus. But what about you? 
When you hear stories like Maya and Hannah's story earlier, or you hear about Savannah heading to Southeast Asia, and you start to think, what does it look like for you to help others know Jesus? Does that ping something inside of you? If you've ever wondered if, if a kingdom assignment like that might be something for you, then stay tuned this fall because we're gonna be offering a class for you to start to explore if that's something that God might be writing in and through your life. So stay tuned, there will be more details to come on that. Foster and adoption is really near and dear to our hearts. And we know that throughout the Bible, God is clear that he cares for the orphans, that he cares for the oppressed. Right here in Pennsylvania, there are more than 14,000 kids, students, teens, who are in the foster care system. Some of these kids, they just need a home for a little while. They need a foster family so that their family, their biological family, can, can get the help that they need, that they can provide a steady and a safe home for their kids to come back to. And then some of these kids, they need families where someone can adopt them, that they can be part of someone else's family. And so last year in January, we brought Robin Hubbard onto our team. And I'm excited to share with you that in her first year here helping these families, seven kids have been adopted. Seven kids have a home that is safe and steady for them to grow up in. More than 50 families have received training and equipping so that they're ready to receive those kids into their home. We're really excited about that, but we're not done yet. And so over the next year, we're working on a strategic plan because we want to be intentional with this work that matters to us deeply. Given the statistics of people in Pennsylvania who are struggling with their mental health, it would be hard to imagine that, that the idea of opening a counseling center doesn't touch each and every one of our personal circles. It would be hard to imagine that if you look left and right, that we don't know or are the person who needs help with our mental health. And so last fall, we brought Chris Zhang onto our team as the counseling center director, and I am thrilled to share with you that just last week we signed a lease for the new counseling center, and in a story that only God could write. The new counseling center is less than 3,000 steps from our front door at Faith Church. It's at 6126 Hamilton Boulevard, right between the first Commonwealth Federal Credit Union and the movie tavern. Right up the road on Hamilton will be the home of our new counseling center. We're hoping Lord willing, that we will take occupancy of the Counseling Center in January of 2024, so just a couple of months from now. Each week, we're filled with gratitude for your giving. The resources that we have here make it possible for these kingdom movement initiatives to move forward. And as you can imagine, opening, fitting out, building out, launching, and staffing a 5,000-square-foot counseling center in 2023, it takes a lot of money. In December, we invited you to give towards these efforts, and Faith Church, you gave more than $570,000 
towards opening a counseling center. And I just wanna say well done and thank you. That is an incredible start to what it's going to take to get the doors open and to have that area staffed. We give and we invest at church and in these kingdom movement efforts because we truly believe that Jesus is our only hope for this life and the life to come. I wanna encourage you that, that if you want to give towards the Counseling Center, you can do that in addition to your regular giving at Faith Church. You can find ways to do that online. And if you have any questions about that, you can reach out to our team and we would love to, to have that conversation with you. So what does all of this mean for you? If you know God, talk to God. Talk to God and ask him what part he would have you play in giving more people, more people, access to Jesus. And then when you hear from God, have the courage to listen and the courage to go where he leads you. And then we go together. Check out this video with a few more exciting updates about the Counseling Center. Therapy has been a lifeline during the most challenging period of my life. My partner's deteriorating mental health turned our family upside down until escalating domestic abuse and violence brought it to an ugly end. Friends and extended family rallied as best they could, but I needed professional support to navigate the trauma and the devastation it left in its wake for me and the children. Initially, therapy helped me to stay on my feet until I was ready to do the work of peeling back the layers to more fully understand and accept all that happened. With that, the healing began and hope returned and along with it, a strong desire to use my own experience to help others. This is what one person said about their experience in therapy. Here's another. Therapy provided me with a safe space to be heard and seen. It's been a calming reprieve when everything is chaotic. It's the one place I can fully express myself without fear of judgment. Therapy has helped me manage the seemingly impossible. It has been my safety net and saved my life on several occasions. Therapy has provided me with the tools I needed to be a better advocate for myself and give myself grace when needed. These are just two examples of many stories that we hear every week here in the Lehigh Valley. And it's for that reason that the dream first started here at Faith to develop a counseling center that would provide greater access and affordable care for people here in the Valley. Since that dream even began, the needs have just grown exponentially. And so it's our hope that with growing this uh, new center, we can just meet more people's needs and really uh, provide a great service uh, to the people here in the Valley. After many years of dreaming of the counseling center and now many months of hard work, we're very happy today to announce the name of the Counseling Center. It will be called Anathalo. Anathalo is a word that in classical Greek means to flourish, to renew, to grow again, to become green again. And the reason we chose this word is because of our hope to allow people to flourish in every way in their daily lives. It's mentioned two times in the, uh, in the scripture. One is in Ezekiel where it's used as an agricultural term. And then it's also mentioned in Philippians 4, where Paul is noting 
the Philippians renewed concern about him uh, and his care. Over the next year, we'll be hiring more counselors for the center. We'll also be developing an internship program in which we'll be training several uh, new therapists. We'll also be moving foster and adoption ministry into the center to better serve the community. Thank you very much for your prayers as we move closer to opening Anathalo. From our limited perspective, we never finished kingdom movement. But God, but God, Jesus stood with his closest followers and he made them a promise, a promise that, that still stands today. He promised his followers, I will build my church. Not I might build my church, not I could build my church, but I will build my church. A thousand years from now, everything we know today will simply be a page in history. Everything. The candidate we voted for last time in the election and the one that we'll vote for next will be gone. But the church, the church will remain. And it will be alive and active in this world. People will come to know the love of Jesus. And God, we thank you for that. Let's pray. Thank you, God, that we can be your sons and daughters for all of eternity. God, help us to be the ones who are faithful in this generation, knowing you in our own hearts and in our minds and helping others to find and follow you. God, increase our love. Help us to remember the one. Remind us it's worth it. Help us to hold loosely our plans and hold tightly to you. You are the way, the truth, and the life. You have come that we may have life and have it to the full. May Faith Church be a family that knows your voice. May we resist the enemy and stand firm in our faith. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.